Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arskaden coming to you live from North Carolina. And what a blessed day it is to be back with you all. And for those in Florida, we pray for you as the devastation of Hurricane Ian has come forward. And now as we see the path of the hurricane headed towards uh, South Carolina up into North South Carolina and possibly Virginia as well as it has made its way back. And the devastation is just um, uh, horrendous. Uh, I know some family members there who lost their house. Um, bridges have been taken out in along the Keys, routes of the Keys. Flooding and devastation uh, just everywhere. And it looks like DeSantos was prepared. Uh, FEMA was helping in that process and we talked about yesterday other states were helping bring resources as well and there's disputes about president helping not helping um we'll see those things play out in the days ahead but we want to obviously continue to stand and pray for them those involved and obviously if there's ways for people to help out we will let you guys know uh, samaritan's purse is probably one of the safest uh, places as far as knowing that if you give money to them that is actually going to go to the causes that you you needed to go to um, and not being wasted on administrative costs of actually running uh, said funds and organizations. Um, but I'm going to leave it at that, uh, to say the least. And today we want to look at releasing the anointing of the Lord with joy. And we're in a season where we're breaking free of the yokes that have been on us from seasons past. And as we're along this journey of looking at how to enter into that covenant blessing and, and to the throne room of the Lord with his presence and, and just the shackles removed from us so that we can actually enter into, we see um, in Scripture some guiding foundations for us uh, that we can walk with is how to receive those anointings. And we first start out in Isaiah 10, uh, 26 and 27. And I'll pull it up here on the screen. And we see here in 10, it's t- first heart starts talking about in verse 20 of a remnant returning. Uh, to Israel in references to this. And in 27, it goes, it starts out with says, the Lord of hosts will arouse a scourge against him like the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb and his staff will be over the sea and he will lift up uh, the way he did in Egypt. So it will be in that day that his burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be broken because of fatness. And which leads us then, I want to read these scriptures and then I'm going to read something out of um, the book that, that Chuck has. And it'll, it'll, it'll all make sense as we come together. Okay, then we go to 
First uh, John two verse twenty. And again, this portion of scripture, I just kind of want to give context to these. So it's talking about the remnant returning, do not love the Lord. Then he goes down, Chuck points out verse 20 here. He says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. And that's the the anointing that we have um, with inside of us that walks with us. And then we go back to Isaiah 9, and and I'll round out with this. This In the first four verses here. It says, birth and reign of the Prince of Peace. And Verse 1 says, but there will be no more gloom for her who is in anguish in the earlier times. He treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali with contempt, but later on he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea and the other side of the Jordan Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nations, you shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence, and as with the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they will divide the spoil. For you shall break the yoke of their burden and their staff on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor as the battle of Midian. So we see here the Lord is breaking off the yokes of us. And in this he points out, I just want to read this this passage. The, the prayer point um, that he lays out is, is simply just to allow the anointing in you to be released in a new way. And obviously through joy, he talks about reading Psalms 2, where it talks about the Lord laughs at um, those who try to bring anguish upon his people and laughing at their plans. And he talks about this, and this is one of the only places in Scripture and in reality in life where you'll see fatness actually being a good thing. <laughs> he says the anointing of Christ, the anointing is in, the anointing is Christ in us being released. This breaks away every yoke set against His will. The anointing is like oil. Not only will you become fragrant, but you will, you are able to slip away past the enemy. The anointing is also equated to fatness. To grow fat with his presence and authority from the inside and every yoke on the outside breaks. So because you're gaining the anointing and spending time in his presence, and you're gaining this authority. One, again, one of the only times being fat is an actual good thing. <laughs> For the issues that you gained victory in the last year and with the cycles that were broken, let him become your rear guard so the path ahead is secure for the year ahead. Finally, do not take yourself so seriously that you will lose the ability to laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. Joy is our strength. Learn to laugh not only with your friends and family, but at the enemies around you, as in Psalms 2, that are attempting to defeat you. When you do this, you will you will not miss seeing the simple things in a world of chaos. And, and more so, do not be so stressed out and be anxious. Allow the Lord to renew your mind as Romans 2 talks about. So let's just today allow, and this weekend, allow the anointing in us to be released in a new way with joy. Again, uh, one of the only times where you'll ever see it, the fatness being a good thing so you can break the yokes of the enemy around us. And, and, and so with that, we want to dive into the news of that joy of knowing it's okay to be fat, 
to break the yokes around us. Um, and hopefully we can find some joy in that. Um, with what is going on in this world uh, and, and keep the mind of the Lord with us as we walk through these times in praying for the office of the president. Okay. So we mentioned yesterday that Russia was looking at annexing, uh, more so declaring that these breakaway regions that they started a war for in Ukraine are now a part of Russia. So they have now done that officially this morning. And as part of Putin's speech, he came out and based a lot of it around and complained about the war, World War II and the fallout of that um, and the tragic fall of the USSR as being his motivate and being the motivation for what actually um is going on right now, which is quite alarming because, okay, if he's doing this for these four little regions in Ukraine, what else does that mean? And naturally, obviously, prophetically, we understand that this is really his motivation. And the reason this is important is because there's a lot of politicians and world leaders who do not think this is the case. And Putin is telling you that is an absolute outright lie. My main motivation for this is... The, because of the fall of the USSR, it, I read one report where he talked about how um, the West was the, – the reason that Western um, German cities were destroyed it had nothing to do with uh, the acts of the Nazis in, in Germany at the time and even Russia and its destruction of that portion of the country. And so we see that and then – hear this news as the motivation behind that. But then we also are, are learning of reports that hours before they did this quote-unquote annexation, that Russian forces went in and started attacking civilian um, individuals within the eastern blocks of Ukraine outside of those four regions. So they're, they're being an aggressor here to some degree, I guess, to kind of push back. Um, obviously, it's it's been known that it's kind of a scam, um, a fraud, as you know, people were being held at gunpoint in, in quote unquote class boxes. M more so that they're they're voting with a gun to their head to vote in a certain way for the annexation of this. So we don't really know if this is the true feelings of the people. Um, so a lot of things playing out here with the situation in Russia and something just to, to be mindful of, watchful of. Uh, as we saw yesterday, the Senate passed um, the continuing resolution while also in that there was funding for Ukraine, training, rebuilding, more missiles, uh, things along that nature. Now it has to go to the House. So it's, it's kind of how, this is why it's important to pay attention to this because it all plays in hand as to what's going on here for our president and um so we just we just want to be mindful of that and as far as that senate bill continuing resolution i haven't found i know we pointed out yesterday the the big issue with that is that part of the bill as it was yesterday was that it would have a deadline until december 16th which would allow a lame basically a lame duck senate and congress to pass a new budget resolution 
without any consequences of re-election, as some of them maybe lose races, are not running again, etc. Um, not seeing in early reportings this morning about the vote that was passed yesterday out of the Senate as to whether that is still in play or not. Uh, it still has to go to the House, so they have until tonight, Friday, to pass the, this bill in the House and then send it to back to the president. So there's a lot at stake with that budget resolution. It'll most likely get passed. Um, in the Senate, it passed 72 to 25. So there's a huge swath of Republicans who look like some of them didn't even vote and some of them who just gave in uh, and voted for the continuing resolution because they didn't want to be seen as upholding and not funding the government right before an election. So Schubert's knowing where to put the pressure, and he's putting the pressure, and people are caving. Now, um, in other aspects of U.S. forces around the world, we're seeing now, and this plays back into Israel and the negotiation for the Iran nuclear deal, we're seeing now that it's being reported out of U.S. Central Command that the U.S. has shot down Iranian drones in northern Iraq. We talked about this the last couple weeks about how Iran is now moving its drones out of Iran and into other regions of the world. We know in Russia, as they're being shot down by Ukrainian forces in Ukraine, uh, talked about how some assets, missiles, weapons are being moved to Syria as well. Now we're seeing them being moved and used in Iraq. And this is showing the overreaching arm of Iran and its growing reach back into the regions of the world to fund terror and, and mass means of war. So, um, thankfully, they were able to shoot it down. What does this mean moving forward um, for U.S. troops in those regions for Israel. Now with Russia declaring these portions of Ukraine, are they going to then use more of these type of drones, etc.? A lot of this goes on. And then if this administration, who it is seen, wants to wholeheartedly get back into their Iran nuclear deal, what does it mean moving forward with their allies and those who want to actually support this and move this forward? It could mean more drones being used um, and hopefully the U.S. and, and allies are prepared and aware of this, and, and especially Israel, of understanding, look, this is a possibility that these might be used um, within Gaza and the West Bank rather than just shooting off little rockets, $50 rockets that are there. Possibly. I'm not saying that is, but it's possible, and that's a threat that um, Israel's taking very seriously. So just something to be aware of there with the movements of Iran, not only involving Israel, but the United States as well. And speaking of Israel and the United States, there's now been findings and signalings from the Biden administration. And this is a report from the Daily Wire from Hank Barron that is finding that the Biden administration wants to stop Israel from turning, quote-unquote, to the right. And... There has been promptings of meddling from the the Obama administ Biden administration, as did the Obama administration back in 2015, of funding for basically people who who want to 
tear down Israel from the inside, take away its sovereignty, not have it be focused on its national security, which would be a huge problem not only for Israel but also for the United States in a spiritual aspect. And part of the stances that this administration is taking, they're saying that if Benjamin Netanyahu were to return to power, that it would ultimately signal a huge problem for those who want to push this radical ideology, not only here in America, but around the world. And something we need to really pray against here, because this, again, goes along with the Iran nuclear deal and and praying for the peace of Jerusalem and the Biden administration would not divide the land. And that is a big push from this administration is to divide the land. Um, and Netanyahu it does not want to do that. And, and the opponents that they're pushing for do. Um, and also the Biden administration is also saying that it would be trouble by the possibility that a, another member of the Knesset, uh, Itamar ben Girev, a hard line, who they're considering a hardline conservative and the head of the right-wing party, might become a prime minister in Israel's future. So they're not only looking at um, Netanyahu getting back in office, but they're saying, okay, if Netanyahu doesn't get in office, who's next? Okay, well, he might be a problem just because we agree with him. And, and look, their right to have that opinion, their right to voice that opinion— under the, the First Amendment, but it's also something to be aware of is you can have opposing opinion and, and yet do something about it here in America. And so they're starting to see um, some interactions with with this and something to be very, very mindful of as, the, again, the reason this is important is because Israel has elections later on this year about who to put back in office as their, their government has crumbled. So, very interesting to see what will happen with this um, because of the elections, but also because in 2015, like the Obama administration that they're doing now, the Obama administration gave a grant to an organization who wants a two-state solution um, and really just to, to sow seeds of deceit um, and destruction into Israel, and, and hopefully um, that will not happen. Um, but is it's not beyond the realm of possibility with this administration. Uh, so something to be very, very mindful of as we see Israel and the United States becoming closer in ties um, right now as these elections come up, and as, as Yair Lapid has come to the United States because of the lack of relationship that has been built over the last several months. Um, and Netanyahu pointing that out and saying, hey, you kind of need to get on the ball on this and build those relationships back. Okay, On the home front, um, some actually interesting news out of California is, and I think this is a good thing, of calling this out. And more, Why aren't more pastors doing this? Is John MacArthur um, spoke about this and put out a letter uh, really condemning California's governor, Gavin Newsom, for his billboards of using scripture and quoting Jesus as the reason for abortion, um, which is, is 
really, really interesting. And, and MacArthur pointed out he 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 called the the campaign, um, called out the campaign for abortion and saying that it revealed to the entire nation how thoroughly rebellious against God the governor is. He goes on to say in the letter, says, You further compounded the wickedness of that murderous campaign with a reprehensible act of gross blasphemy, quoting the very word of Jesus from Mark 12, 31, as if you could somehow twist his meaning and arrogate his name in favor of butchering unborn infants. You used the name of the word, words of Christ to promote the credo of, of Molech, and referring to Leviticus 21 through 5, and said it would be hard to imagine a greater sacrilege. And this is huge because you we need more pastors doing this. People may not always agree with John MacArthur on a lot of theological stances that he has. I know I don't, and most people that we, we run with don't, but this is something we can come alongside with our brother in Christ and say, yes, we agree with this. We've obviously talked about this before, but this is good to see that more people are speaking out against this um, and from such a big name out of California. And look, there were some of the stances that he took, that John MacArthur took in co during COVID when they were trying to shut down the churches that allowed a lot of religious liberties to be upheld in this nation. And this is another one of those things where he's standing on righteousness and we, we we have to stand with him on this. This is a very, very good thing um, to see from the body of Christ standing up. And John MacArthur is not afraid of Gavin Newsom and any backlash that he might receive from this. Uh, so very, very good news here. And uh, one of the last things we want to point out is there's, I want to play this clip, is there was a doctor who was asked yesterday by Republican Georgia Republican Andrew Clyde about whether man can have pregnancies. And here's his response. Just keep it real simple. Just two yes or no questions. And this is for um, uh, Dr. Kumar. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. That alone is alarming that question right there and it's it's very short he goes on to basically say those who have uterus uteruses and trans men are, are really men and yet they're biologically women but yet they can get pregnant and that they go on to have this whole debate about this and this is one of the planned parenthood's directors and he's he goes on to be asked if he's been, if ever performed an abortion. He talks about, yes, thousands. And just a, a whole host of these things. And the reason I want to point this out and, and to, to be aware of this so that we pray about this is because this, this election cycle is, this is one of the, we've talked about the big proponents of advertising dollars in this election cycle. There are those on the left and those on the right who think that talking about abortion is not a positive for those who want to stand up for family, biblical, moral values. And 
thus thinking, well, you can, the, then those who are for abortion can just say whatever and do whatever they want and attack those who are against it. The reality is, Americans, the heart of the American voter is not in favor of this. It's not in favor of this type of ideology that is being pushed on children. And and again, going back to the Lindsey Graham bill that will most likely not get passed, it exposes where Republicans are who, who say they are for certain values, but yet when given the opportunity to stand up, kind of waffle. Um, and good on uh, Representative Clyde out of Georgia to, to point this stuff out and ask these simple questions of can a man get pregnant? Um, it, just again, what is a woman? Uh, uh, it, 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 it's just amazing to see these answers and just something we have to, again, in this season, allow the anointing of the Lord that is in us to come out in new ways with joy and to just laugh this off as parents are being made aware of this good that this stuff is being exposed and this is not the only thing this stuff with Gavin Newsom using scripture um, there are a lot of people who, who are using scripture as to Hillary Clinton um, of the likes who who says God allows for abortion Warnock who talks about how you know God gives us choice and we shouldn't be the ones to the government should be the ones to get in the way of a, a, of the decision a mother and a, a doctor had again talking nothing zero zero about um the child we go back to last week when i broke down the women's health protection act there's nothing in there about the child it is only about the woman and not talking about the long-term ramifications of not only physical health but mental health for the mother and what actually happens to them if you're saying you really care about the mother um so we we just have to to expose this be aware of this, share these type of videos with people in a loving way, and, and, and start having conversations um, around this type of theology, and especially with kids. I think Matt Walsh pointed out the other day, he's like, look, we have to expose this stuff, and, and if you send your kid to a school, you need to be talking to them every day, Christian or non-Christian, public or private school, charter, whatever the case may be. Talk to them every day because whether it's from from the classroom to social media to the TV shows they watch, it's out there, prevalent, and, and parents need to be aware and pray for, for parents, pray for strength for them um, as the these times are ever-increasing with the just... The, just, I mean, it's it's laughable the craziness that is right there before us. And then, last, other last thing, final last thing, very positive note here, is that there are now seven states who are suing the Biden administration for its action of trying executive order action of trying to forgive student loans without a vote, without looking at the long term analysis of this. And Chuck Schumer has come out and cursed those who, more so Republicans, who are standing against this, uh, basically saying those dang Republicans, and in an enraged speech saying they are uh, bellyaching, you know, uh, his words, saying when anyone helps regular people, when they give tax cuts to the rich, they say they're helping the middle class. 
when we help the middle class, they say we're helping the rich. And obviously, the stats on this show that you are actually helping those who are wealthy, who went to more so grad schools rather than just undergrads, uh, and then attacking the old line of, oh, the, the right only wants to help the rich and their friends and, and et cetera, stuff, 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 stuff like that. But now you see um, Arizona, and the fallout from this was that later yesterday, Arizona uh, GOP Attorney General Mark Barnovich filed, basically joined the suit with Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska, and South Carolina, who have filed suit basically saying the, the administration doesn't have the authority to do this and dealing with some of the technicalities and discrepancies in there of making sure that there are those who have private loans, don't get paid off for now. But in reality, uh, Barnovich points out, he says, the president's actions is contrary to er, several recent United States Supreme Court decisions striking down federal agencies asserting of power never granted to them by Congress. Despite being told by members of Congress he cannot pursue such an action, Biden is relying on the Higher Education Relief Opportunity Students Act, or the HEROES Act, and the COVID-19 pandemic. The HEROES Act was responsible was a response to the September 11th attack to relieve active duty personnel from financial hardship while defending our nation. And I don't think anybody in America has a problem um, with the HEROES Act being used for that. I mean, if these people are defending our nation, yes, let's help them in any way possible, especially because some of them lost their lives. And, and the reality is he's, he's trying to, to skew this to say, well, this is a national emergency, so we need to help them out, but then also not kind of not pointing out the fact that uh, why why is America in, in this state that we're in economically? Could it be because of some of the decisions from not only this administration but from past administrations um, to, to give out government stim stimuluses, to force people not to go back to work, uh, allow them to not go back to work, and saying that, but then also is continuing to go down that road. And again, I have student loans. There has been nothing done. There is no forgiveness. They say early October. Well, October starts tomorrow. The elections are, what, six, seven weeks away. Some mail-out ballots have been sent out. Um, there's been warnings to, to not vote by mail in certain regions of the country, really most regions of the country, to go vote in person, make sure your vote is counted um, properly, and understanding that there is actions that can be taken to prevent these things from going forward. And so this is a very positive thing here to see these states stand up. We talked about the individual case yesterday of someone from Indiana standing up. That will ultimately not hold water um, against doing anything. This is another step in the right direction. Um, now the question is, is do more states need to jump on? Is this enough? Do they have the proper case? So this will be one of those golden court cases to pray for here for these states, their AGs, um, as this is being held up in federal court in Missouri, along with um, now Arizona and Arkansas and the others as well. So something very positive to watch for in the days ahead. Because this is one of those things to stand up against uh, that we, we, we've been warning about for well over a year, maybe around two years. I can't remember the exact date of the Bernie Sanders dream. They're not going to give up in 
even as these elections go on and more so after probably now with the government being funded most likely won't see a lot of real votes occurring in october as things tend to quiet down they're going to heat up on the campaign trail and they're going to wait till after the elections to do most of their voting if they can do anything and really hoping that those who are on their way out especially within the republican party who are retiring don't give in to these agendas just to say, well, I did something while I was leaving office. Well, I did this. Because um, that can tend to happen um, as they leave office. So let's remember to release the anointing of the Lord that he's given us with joy. And remember with joy that being fat in the spirit breaks the yokes that are upon us. So blessings. And I will see you guys next week as we continue to stand, pray for the office of the president. So blessings, and I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.